All right, everyone, welcome back. Um, this is Splitting Gaps, but it's not at the same time. Uh, first episode of the year, I talked about um, getting some different voices on here, doing some different things, and uh, today, that's kind of what we're looking to do. So, brought two good friends along. We got Sam Sounds, Anthony Samarano, who we kind of got you got you looking at last week with his lo-fi introduction. Um, and we got Pat Gray. How we doing, Pat? I'm doing good. Thanks we, for having me. Yeah, of course. How we doing, Sam? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having us. This is dope. Yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, last weekend, actually, we were down in uh, Columbus. Yes, sir. And uh, what were we doing, Sam? What were we doing out there? Uh, we, uh, I took a couple of the a couple of people from the team, and we actually went down and we shot a music video um, in Columbus at Chrome Edge Studios, uh, directed by Zenon. And he came down from Cleveland, had a whole bunch of people, big creative team, uh, got a whole bunch of stuff done, ended up shooting a music video for London Tipton, and you know, it was dope. Chuck came down, he was handling the, handling the music, handling the tunes. A little vibe curation action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, so, you know, we're doing this. Uh, we're going to have our normal episode tomorrow, but um, I think there's a lot of things that, that these two uh, good friends of mine have to say and uh, kind of the stories behind the faces. So uh, we're going to get into it. And, uh, Pat, I wanted to talk to you. Um, you're not going to be able to see it, but he's wearing a uh, Happiness Project hoodie. And uh, a couple weeks ago we were at the bar, and uh, you said something to me that was really cool, and you were talking about um, kids from back home uh, reaching out to you about, about kind of the, these things you've been putting out there and these and these, you know, motivations and these these kind of mental health awareness uh, kind of content and just words to live by. Um, if you wanted to kind of get into that and tell me, you know, what it means to you and and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. So I think uh, with like COVID-19, you know, ever since the pandemic started, mental health has been like something on my mind. Um, I think someone that gave me a lot of inspiration is uh, David Goggins. He wrote the book, uh, Can't Hurt Me. And so I had the opportunity to read that over quarantine, which really, I would say, changed my mindset just on, you know, he talks about a lot of personal things when he was growing up and he had a lot of difficult things going on. Um, I definitely recommend the book. Um, and yeah, that really changed my mindset going forward. And ever since then, I've been trying to use my whatever social media platform it is, just to spread awareness about mental health, especially for, I feel like as a teenager for men, um, you know, we're taught, you know, suck it up, uh, you know, hide your emotions, whatever it is. Right. So I feel like as a, as a teenager, as a male teenager specifically growing up, you know, you're, yeah, you're taught to, you know, hide those emotions, but I think it's important to spread it that you, it's hard to be vulnerable. Right. Like it's hard to open up about this stuff and it's important to tell these kids that they can be, you know, they can open up about their mental health and, you know, talk about it, find, find your friends. I know me and Sam, you know, we have late night conversations just about, you know, anxiety, uh, you know, depression, whatever it is, you know, find that friend, find that rock that you can talk to and kind of open up about, what you're struggling with ultimately. I think it's important to, you know, find that, find that person that, that you can open up, up to about it. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that one of the key words you said there, 
uh, is vulnerable. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, we um, we're out of high school now, but you know, high school can be a tough place, and uh, especially because there's a lot of uh, a lot of facades and kind of uh, reputations that you try to keep intact. And right. I know some of you guys listening might might still be in high school and. It is, you know, you want to be cool, you want you want to look cool, you want to act cool, and at the end of the day, no one that goes home after, you know, putting on a more or less, you know, an eight-hour kind of acting show is that same way, and, you know, there are people, I shouldn't say that, there are people that are, that are always, you know, authentic, and uh, most people are authentic in some regards, but socially, especially in those circles when you're trying to find yourself, you kind of want to, you know, play to the crowd and I think I, I in my experience it was like you know I'm this guy I'm you know captain of the soccer team I'm some cool kid like I can't be you know Aaron no matter what I was feeling if I was going through something I don't know who it was I was going to talk to and if it was some if it was something I need to talk about it was going to be done in private to maybe one person that I you know would confide confide in like Nick or someone like that but mm-hmm. If, if we're able to get to a point where everyone, because everyone feels these things and it, it's it's a human trait, anxiety is as human a thing that it gets. And right. it's, and you know, there's things that, that lower it, there's things that heighten it. But if we can get to a point where in places like high school and college where you're surrounded by people that um, you're trying to impact or influence or, or vice versa, if we can get to a point where everyone is, is, uh, there's no stigma around being yourself and talking about the things that come to your mind and you're not hiding behind this veil that is, you know, some persona. If we get to that point, I feel like there will be just immeasurable strides in terms of how different, you'll, you'll meet different people that you're experiencing the same things. People that you would have never known, you know, went through this or, uh, would, be open to talk about that because I mean, you know, we all, we all, we've all been to the, uh, the social functions and you know, there's, there's things you talk about and there's things you don't, right. right, right. You know, Hey, how you been? What you been up to? You know, like what you want tomorrow? Like, you know, there's this kind of, there's this kind of like uh, script that you go by, especially if it's someone you're not, you know, super tight with. Mm -hmm. But I just think there's something so, so great about, you find someone and if you're just, you know, even if it is, you know, a fun environment, if you're able, if something comes to, comes to your mind or comes up, something's happening and you can just, you know, chop it up with someone about it. And yeah, bro. And they're relating to it because a lot of people can relate to whatever you're going through. And I think, I think that's a big thing, you know? No, I agree. Um, me personally, I'm just like a talker, like Pat will tell you, I like to talk about stuff because like I'll be in my head with a whole bunch of stuff. So like, I'm not, no, I'm not really opposed to, you know, bringing somebody aside be like, yo, I'm tweaking about this. Like, what do you think about it or, or whatnot? Because then it gets it gets it out of me. And then most of the time I'm always tweaking about some shit. Right. So, you know, it, it kind of calms me down. It's like, OK, you know, I'm kind of overreacting. And then it just brings that like anxiety level down to whatever the normal would be, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we've been here at at Dayton for four years now, so. We've kind of narrowed our, our group down, and there's the people you know are kind of with you yeah. and people you're comfortable with. And it's definitely lesser. Something I've realized and has helped me is that, you know, the people that still care about 
you know, what they're, what you're wearing, you know, what yeah. parties you're going to. If you're worrying about them, bro, then you need to figure something out on your own. <laughs> because facts. I feel like, you know, they say, like, college is a clean slate. You right. know what I mean? And I feel like seeing kids that, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, was, I wasn't the nicest kid. You know, I'd, I'd chirp, you know, and I'd, yeah. I wasn't, like, the great, the most holy kid in, in high school. But you kind of start realizing, you are like, kids that maybe – would have been considered, you know, kind of a nerd or something like that. You look around here and you're like, those kids are cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they're doing their own thing. They're with their own people. It's like, there's nothing right. wrong with it's that. It's because they like, don't care about I'm like, I, maybe I have the problem if I'm still like, you know, thinking that way. And I think that's helped where it's like, you know, no one care if no one really gives a shit about what you think because we're in a place where we're trying to find ourselves. We're trying to find what we're going to be doing with our with our lives and where we're going to yeah. go and where we're going to live. So I think it is a realization that a lot of people have come to, especially now when we're, you know, grown men and we're, you know, about to go off into the world where it's like you worry about you and yours mm-hmm. and you make sure everyone's good and you check in and you have these conversations with them. And if someone if someone's thinks that there's something wrong with that or – it's like they're they're the problem. They're the ones that need to yeah, figure no, something out. For sure. I think that that's 100% correct. Me personally, I, I just, I believe, like, talking about stuff is, like, the best way to get it, like, or, like, getting it out in some way. Like, I journal from time to time. Like, I try to do it frequently, but obviously, like, we're at school, so we're, right. kick, we're kicking right, it. Right, yeah. But, like, it's, that's a good, it's a good way to, like, get that out because it's like, all right, I get it out. I'm cool with it. Like, you know, and you keep on going along with your day and then kind of going along with what you were saying like in terms of just feeling about yourself I've kind of felt like I don't know how you guys feel but like I've kind of felt like when you're effortlessly doing your own thing like you're that person who's just like you know working on what you're working on you're kicking it with your friends you're not like trying to be someone you're not you're just effortlessly being you that's when you start attracting like what's meant for you like if you're trying to put on like some facade or something like you're going to start attracting what that facade is right, like, you know exactly. attracting whereas if you're just being you that's when you know you start attracting those positive things and you know those negative things because that's just what happens but right. you're attracting what's meant for you like you're following your own path right and you're not you know if you're and i can say that you know most of the guys in your house uh in my house too um i'll find myself having a conversation with you know one of my roommates that um I wouldn't consider that, you know, like one of my best friends or something, but I just know them to a point where I know that, you know, they're, they're taking classes, they're working, they're, they're doing the same things as me. Mm-hmm. And I know they're feeling a lot of the same things as me. So, you know, a lot of it's that late night stuff when, when things are coming out, when you're able to kind of vent and it's yeah. just more comfortable. But, you know, it's like when you have that person next to you that, you know, is just going to listen and then tell, and it, there is something way better when someone listens and then gives their side because you hate being in a position where you're just Don't airing it out. Yeah. You're airing it out, and you kind of start feeling, you know, a little insecure because you, maybe they don't relate, or maybe. But uh, even if it is something, just a like giving them an affirmation or or a positive, you know, response to show that they're they're listening and they care is is huge and. I think uh, freshman year, especially when we were kind of still in that high school mode where it's, you know, oh, we're, we got to get to this party. Like, yeah. what's the move? You know, all that kind of stuff. You realize, I realized very quickly that a lot of those kids are not people I really want to be around, even though 
I'm putting myself around them maybe for social reasons. Right. Yeah. And I think that that can be a cancer because like, I, I completely agree with that where if you're, if you're being a fake person, if you're not being genuine, mm-hmm. then the people that are around you in that are the same way. You know, they're not, they don't actually know who you are yeah. in, a, in a, you know, more meta sense. So you're not going to get back what you want in terms of, you know, conversational points or, or things of that nature because they're not actually, you know, on a similar uh, on a similar path as you. You know right. what I mean? And I think there's a lot of that freshman year, you know, founders. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, freshman year, I think you have that, you know, you carry that high school mentality somewhat. And then, you know, transitioning into sophomore year is where you find your, like, you're starting to find your core group and you're kind of building relationships with people and you're talking about, you know, real stuff. And I think that's where me and Sam's relationship started to really take off is because, like, he was having times where, I hope you don't mind me talking about it, but he was getting, like, really anxious at night, you know. He had to pull me aside and just be like, yo, man, like, I I don't know what's going on. I just need to, like, vent. And, I, you know, just to have someone to, you know, like, vent to and just be an ear. And then you you guys were talking about, you know, relating. Like, ultimately, when you talk about that stuff and you really get it off your chest, it feels good. Like, you, oh, I, yeah, I've noticed sure. a significant improvement in my mental health when I talk about whatever's going on and I, you know, ultimately let that out of me. And another thing I take away is that, you know, meditating and yeah, journaling, like, that stuff really has significantly improved my mental health sam put me on to release you know yeah, yeah. right yeah. calm call the calm app um yeah, it's crazy it's got so many source resources on there and i know meditation is hard i struggle with it it's hard to just like stop yeah, th- you can't out. stop thoughts like yeah. that's it's just a natural yeah, thing it's a practice you, you have to something i've learned is that you have to kind of you know, your thoughts are going to keep going, but just f- try to focus on one thing, you know, in the room, you know, like whatever sound, like there's a buzzing coming over from over there. So focus on that. And if you could just focus on that and just focus on your breathing, because I think when you focus on your breathing, your breathing is something constant in your life. And when you focus on it and you could, you know, slow it down, if you, you know, when you feel anxious, you're like, <sighs> right. But like, if you could, you know, and kind of ground yourself and just control what's going on, then you have more control in your life. So I definitely recommend like meditation and I'm glad that Sam put me onto it. I feel like more people nowadays are starting to journal, starting to meditate and ultimately focus on mental health because of how, you know, how important it is. And I think it's hard. It's definitely difficult with social media. Like I feel bad for these teenagers growing up because <clears throat> you see, you know, all these influencers, everyone's living their best life, but you don't see what's going on. Everyone's going to post their, the good times right. yeah, on social media. The best. And you like, when you are so consumed and scrolling like TikTok, you spend hours just like scrolling on that. It's not good for you. Like you see people having a good time and like, you might be at your lowest point. Like I definitely recommend taking time off of that. I, th- I, I took, like a few months off over quarantine and I, I, it was awesome. Like I didn't even want to go back to it, but in some ways you kind of have to, I guess, in, in terms of today. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's this, 
There's this thing, uh, one of my favorite books, The Screwed Tape Letters, um, C.S. Lewis. He makes, a, uh, he makes a point, um, and it's a lot of kind of theological um, theory mm-hmm. and, and talking about, you know, the battle between good and evil. Right. It's just some context. But um, he talks about how the devil wants you to live in any time but the present. And something that is not latent, it's very blatantly obvious in social media, is you cannot be, you know, scrolling, if we, to use that term, you cannot be scrolling and, and, you know, consuming these things from other people's lives and still be living in the moment. Right. Because you're, you're living outside of yourself. You're living through someone else. You're, yeah. you're giving time that you could spend on, on, you know, improving yourself or improving the lives of others while you're looking at what, you know, this guy, whoever you follow, did, you know, yesterday. Right. And I think there's something really, whether whether you're um, religious or not or spiritual or not, I think this is, you don't have to look at it in terms of, you know, God and the devil. You don't have to look at it mm-hmm. in that binary. Even though I do, you don't have to look through it like that. You can look through it as good and bad and just kind of equate it to yourself and how you define those two things. But I think everyone can agree that when you're when you're basically putting all your energy and your focus into what other people are doing, you cannot imp- you cannot work on yourself while, right, right. during that time. And you know you're watching. You know there is there is room for you know you know watching you know a video you know a funny video or watching yeah, something that is enriching, you know, watching a podcast where, you know, David Goggins is on and you're, you're taking something from that, but so much of it is so mindless, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you, and I think a big point to also about that is I think a lot of people, you know, you're scrolling for so long, you don't even remember what you've been looking at. And then two hours are gone and you're like, wait, what was I just doing? And so that's another yeah. re- like you're not you just get like lost. you're not present you know you're not really no. present when you're just laying down doing that and and I just think it is so hard because there's been this um like f- iPhones or smartphones were not even a uh, a recreational thing you know. 15, 20 years ago. Now they are a part of the like it's a not person. Even, it's like a necessity. Right. It, it is like your f- wallet, your phone, your keys, and you have your phone everywhere. And it, it has been made so you really can't function in the workplace, in academia, in school right. without you rely it. on it. They, mm-hmm. And it's been made so even if you, like, you can't really, you have to be in a very niche area or lifestyle to where you can live without it to where you don't need to be, you know, checking your email in case your boss sent you something. Or even I remember in school where for, uh, lifting, we would get a workout every day on our phone. And there was a couple of kids that didn't have, you know, a smartphone. And it's like, you need to submit the workout to get credit. Right. And so, well, yeah, you kind of need to get one. Well, they shouldn't need to get one, but all these, all these moving pieces within you know our culture are making it more and more where no you like really you really can't be successful or be able to be productive without it and it's I was saying this to Marty the other day is it's a gift and a curse and I feel like a lot of people let it be a curse and I I've been working on you know 
letting it be the gift, right? Yeah. Like doing productive things on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to build the podcast and, and doing things that are actually, you know, good thing, you know, good uses yeah, for meaningful. it. Right. Things yeah. that will maybe, you know, improve my, my, uh, persona or just give me that kind of brand that I'm looking for instead of, you know, just doing, you know, mind, mindless things, you know? I mean, I've said it to you guys multiple times. If I wasn't, if I didn't have like a brand that I was trying to push or like a product that I was trying to push, I would not be on that shit like whatsoever. Just because like, it's just like, not like, I don't know. Like I, I I think like my sister or like, even like my, like my parents, like my parents aren't, my dad's on Instagram on some funny shit. Like he just just posts like whatever. And it's kind of funny to see because he just doesn't like, you know, he's just doing it for fun. Right. He's not hip to the whole like environment, the subculture of, you know, what it even is. Right. Yeah. So like seeing him post is funny because he's just doing it to do it. And then like my mom doesn't have any idea what that, any of that stuff. Right. She just has a Facebook and like, I don't even have a Facebook anymore. Really. I don't even know. Yeah. And my sister, on the other hand, like she's had, Instagram since she was like six or like whatever when yeah. not like that young but like I didn't get my first phone until I was in eighth grade and yeah. like even then like I might have had like an iPod and I was on Instagram and whatnot but I feel like that really wasn't like a like a deterring factor for it me wasn't to go what it outside. is now. yeah like yeah. like my sister doesn't go outside get granted she's a girl and like you know maybe she's not she's not going to like you know play football and hoop and whatnot but like <laughs> You know, at the same time, like, me and my brother, we were outside all the time. Right. We're, like, we're always linking up with people. Like, you know, I'm coming home and, like, you know, she's on TikTok. I'm not even trying to put her on blast or anything because <laughs> that's gang. But um, <laughs> but yeah. it's, like, become – it's, like, a twitch for people. Yeah, no. Nah. It's, che- like, there won't even be a notification and you're clicking. Yeah, that, you I, know, fall, like, I fall victim to that all the time. Yeah, I think we it, all are The iPhone it. tracks that stuff. Yeah. It's fun to – it is fun to look at, you know, like, screen time. I'm, I'm yeah. glad they have that on there but like it's disgusting to me when i look at my phone and i'm spending five hour five plus hours on my phone i'm like wasting you know i grew up here and you know time is money but like yeah really like if you waste your time you're not get, my my old soccer coach uh he used to say like whenever we'd mess up on a drill or whatever he's like that's two minutes of my life i will never get back yeah you know and like you think of, you reflect on that stuff and it's like wow that's you know that's true like Spending up. all these hours scrolling and whatnot, yeah. like it's just a waste of time, major waste of time. I think it comes down to instant gratification, really, is what it is. Like that's how I feel. I'm sorry. <clears throat> the like how I don't know. Like for me, like when I get like a text message or I get like a Snapchat or like I get something like that, like it's an instant gratification. Like in terms of like or like someone likes my picture, like I'm seeing that, like okay, this person is you know fucking with what I'm doing, right. or you know this person is trying to hit like you know say something to me and it's like okay like people are trying to contact me or whatnot and it, it feels good i guess you could say like right. you know for you know people who are, you're not texting or whatnot so like that like you know having a- instant access 24 7 around the clock clock like i could text him like whenever i could text you whenever i could call you whenever like at any point in time like there's there could be an open line of communication and like i think that's a good thing for sure but like at the same time it's like it, it, there's no shutoff point. Yeah. Like you can, unless you are the one who's like, I'm not going to be on my phone. Right. And I have, I definitely have a piece of advice for anyone listening that, you know, has years of college in front of them. Uh, my freshman year, I was in a physics class and I had this psycho professor who was very, you know, like the, the syllabus was his Bible and it had to go exactly the way it was. And he was a really, 
really quirky guy, and I think a lot of people tuned out from him because he was such he was, you know he's kind of a weirdo. Let's just say that. But he made a point, and I began he began to grow on me because it it dawned on me that he really wants us to learn this shit. You know, and I think that that's good because I don't think all prof- all professors should have that mindset, but I don't think all of them do. Mm-hmm. And he made this comment that has really stuck with me for a while now. And he goes, I, I think it was it was in, you know, for some context, I think a lot of people didn't turn in some assignment or had, you know, emailed him for a, an extension or something like that. And he goes, he was almost like laughing, but because he he felt so passionately about this, but he goes, I don't think you guys want to believe this, but right now, these four years that you're in college, you will have more free time than you will ever have for the rest of your life. And I don't think I really, it processed with me then, but the farther and farther I've been along, I'm like, I think there's a lot of, a lot of people, oh, I'm so swamped. I got to do this. I got to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's check your screen time because I guarantee you you've spent over three hours, four hours on your phone today. Exactly. Yeah. So that is in and of itself four hours. That's a work shift. That is a brand you can build in that time. You could get an LLC in four hours. And I'm not trying to yeah, be no, some for sure. like, you know, I'm some hyperproductive person because yeah. I'm really not. Like I get my work done and, and I do a bunch of things, but... You know, I still, I'm watching YouTube. I'm still bullshitting on my phone. Yeah. Like, I know that. But if you can just realize that you have more time to to be productive and to make good use of your time, whether that's having a job and going to work or that's meditating or that's mm-hmm. journaling, whatever it is, as long as, if you if you can tell me that you actually are swamped and you have no time to do this, then... And you can back that up and you're not, you know, spending hours on TikTok or YouTube, then, you know, good for you. Right. But I, it really dawned on me when he, like the older I've gotten, because it really does seem, and I don't think this is some hot take that most kids here and around here have hours of the day that they're choosing to use one way, but it's like, oh, well, I'm allocating that time where I'm on you, it's like, you don't have to, bro. Yeah. You can be doing anything else. And, and it is, you know, when we, when we're done in a couple months, we have a full-time job, we're going to have bills to pay. We're going to have, uh, you know, taking work home with us. There's going to be so many things, you know, starting a family. Mm-hmm. I, I think he was 100% right when he said that. I definitely agree. That's, I, that's a, that I, I you said you didn't like that professor, but you know, I would, that's a good takeaway to, that's a good realization as, you know, as we reflect as being second semester seniors, damn near about to graduate. Right. Like I've had countless hours of free time. You know how much time I probably wasted like throughout these four years just doing like random bullshit. Right. Like I could be so much more productive, mm-hmm. yeah. which is it's hard to do. But once right, you, it's easier said than done, it's, obviously, it and does start that. with you ultimately, like, you know getting your ass out of bed instead of sleeping in, those are hours that you could be doing doing good shit, you know? Right. And, and I, I yeah. think something that needs to be emphasized in college especially is your sleep schedule. Like, that, it really matters, you know? Like, getting that eight hours and then waking up and, you know, in the morning and getting shit done, whether that's, you know, doing homework or trying to build a company, whatever it is, working out, you know? Just putting hours towards something that 
is meaningful is important and getting those eight hours i know sleep you know we're, we're taught that you know you should get six to eight hours of sleep whatever it is mm-hmm. it truly is important i think you know when you're groggy throughout the day you're not putting as much effort towards not, whatever you're it is you're, yeah you're gonna nat- yeah you're not functioning at 100 percent capacity yeah and there is something there is something and i I do, I think it's most valuable to point this towards because it's the <clears throat> kind of the space we're in and the position we're in is in college and we've just been through the ringer and we've we've kind of done been through the undergrad experience. And um, yeah, you focus on, on the things you need first. Mm-hmm. So you need sleep. Like you will not be, you know, anyone that tells you that they're only getting X amount of hours or they're, you know, going sleepless nights where they're lying like they are not putting their best foot forward unless they're you know not laying in bed on their phone all night and then it's being like oh i only got four hours of sleep well you were laying in bed for seven hours you know what i mean that kind of shit so it's like if you get do you it is such a measurable difference when you get up from you know say even if you're going to bed at at one and you're getting up at eight like that's usually me with work you know, I get a big glass of water and a cup of coffee and I'm good. But I know that if I go to bed, you know, at 2.30 or 3, that I'm going to be limping around at work. And then I'm going to be thinking when I'm getting off, should I, maybe I'll rip a quick nap. Yeah, and then that throws everything off. Mm-hmm. So knowing that you have free time, which I, I'd be, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find an undergrad anywhere doesn't that doesn't have, have yeah. this free time, at least, you know, two, three, four hours of the day. If you could show me that person, then you could tell me I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you focus on the things you need first, you know, and another, another thing I wanted to get into, um, I've, you know, I've had my fair share of, uh, you know, doubts and my fair share of, you know, going through it and trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, especially cause I think there's a lot of pressure, you know, you go, been blessed to go to a school like this where I didn't know if I was, uh, what I was going to do after high school. I had two sisters that knew what they wanted to do and were going to school. And it was a big question as to whether I was, you know, stay home, work, go to community college, you know, fuck it, go in the military and maybe college after go for free. And I've been blessed to be out here and go to a great school with great people. And I think there's a lot of pressure because I think that's true for a lot of kids yeah. where you feel this this underlying pressure that you have to do this and and you got to get this job, you know, to make it all worth it. And I think that pressure can be overwhelming, but I think that when you're able to to focus on yourself to a degree, it will come. You right. know what I mean? It do, like when you're f- forcing it almost never works. Right. Because then you're not doing what you're doing organically right. it has to like come a, from you you got to go with the flow but you apply pressure when needed type, right type honestly i can say from my experience i think something that you know kind of generates that energy for someone is an eye-opening experience and in my in my past year obviously i, I lost my brother um you know two, a few weeks ago i lost my great grandma my grandpa died a week ago i was hoping you know this year would be different but when you got all these circumstances coming at you and unfor- they're unforeseen, you know, they just hit you, you got to take it on the chin and keep going. And, you know, that's hard for college students. I feel like all this pressure with COVID going on, Zo- you don't know if your class is on Zoom, if it's in person, 
um, just our different schedules, whatever it is, you know, like we're all dealing with something right. and all that pressure. That's it's hard. I don't think people realize, you know, we got so many things coming at us. You know, everyone thinks technology just makes our lives easier, but I don't I, I think it adds a lot of pressure as well. Yeah, you know? I think that like right now, like I think our generation <clears throat> is being hit like with this, like what we're talking about, this like crazy mental health kind of like crisis thing like i think feel like everybody's got something going on so a lot of correlation between yeah. between these mental like health problems that are being ha- like, yeah. happen and the you know innovation of technology yeah. and it's like i was having this conversation recently where i was talking about if you put uh almost any other generation say maybe our parents or grandparents generation and you move them back you know two generations or three they would be able to to kind of adapt to it Mm -hmm. but i think if you move our grandparents forward into our generation they would be like what the fuck and i also think that's true about us and especially you know kids are teenagers or say like 16 17 where they don't we at least had like our first 10 years where it wasn't really a thing, you know, it was starting, mm-hmm. but you know, it wasn't something that we were. Right. I think I got Instagram when I was like, or, or yeah, yeah like around that time. So and you're just dude. posting just to post. And yeah. I, I just think our world is so, is more different in one generation than all of human history, to be quite honest. I, th- I, th- I agree with that. I think like, that's a- I, th- I think about the way my grandparents grew up, you know, my, my grand, my papa, who's the greatest man I've ever met, he was living in a hut with twelve brothers and sisters in Bumblefuck, Ireland, <laughs> where they would get in a circle and close in on rabbits, and close in, close in, and as soon as it shot, whoever it shot towards, he got you got to make the play because that's dinner. Yeah. And if it got through, if it went five hole on you, <laughs> if it went five hole on you, it's like. You know, you're getting you're getting whooped because yeah. we're not eating. And he would say he was the middle. He was the seventh. He had six older, six younger. He would say, you know, his older siblings would beat the shit out of him, and then he would beat the shit out of his younger siblings. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you just think of that and then getting married and then moving here and sending almost all his money back for his mom in Ireland while he's living off, you know, just enough to get by with him and my Nana Mm -hmm. and just the way that they live and they still live in the same house right by us that they, the first house they got went 60 years ago and they still live very simple lives and they're the happiest people I know. And all, and he's, he's 84 years old and he's still trying to go up on roofs and, and, you know, and do and work for these, for these people and still do work. And it's like, Papa, dude, you've worked for 70 Five years, bro. That's you know, like now, God. now chill, have your tea, watch some football. Well, that's because that's their generation. Exactly. That's what like they that do. was they that was they his mentality, and you can't change it. Yeah, it's almost like they talk about being institutionalized, where you're in prison for so long. Yeah, and you that when out, you get you out and anything. you just don't know how to function, it's like all he's known is work. Yeah, and same with my nana, and all they know is work, and so they don't feel right when they're just hanging out. Right. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I feel like we're the opposite, yeah. where it's like. Work, yeah, work. let's hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got work. You know what I mean? Like, he, at the drop, he he redid our kitchen. I was in fourth grade, virtually by himself. You know, me and my dad, and my dad, you know, did not, but he's at work. Mm-hmm. And we'd come home every day from school, and he'd be working on it. He'd be working. Probably saved us 
30 grand of labor and he was, you know, up into his seventies and he's glad to do it. Glad to, you know, and, and it was just, it's, it's unbelievable because it's like, you think everyone wants to retire early. You know, he never Mm -hmm. wanted, he wished he wasn't retired. And I just think that there's such that this, you talk about a generation gap. There is none greater than what we have. And that's why all these things, that's why mental health is at the forefront now. And it's like, why are all these, it's because all these things are moving so fast around us where it's like that Ferris Bueller's line. It's like, if you don't stop and take a look around, you know, you might, it might pass you, Mm -hmm. you know, life might pass you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's true. You don't really have time or you don't think you have the time to stop, you know, get a grip, look around, who are you with? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And when you're able to do that, it's part of mindfulness. When you're able to do that, you feel so much more comfortable and so much more at ease. But it's, it's a fleeting thing nowadays because, you know, you try to get away and then you get a FaceTime or you get a Snapchat and then you instantly look at it and just force a habit. But and then it's even double when you're trying to like push a podcast or push music out. Cause you gotta be the one who's like, like cause I could have, like, I would pay somebody to do it, but like, I don't have money for that <laughs> right now. Like I'm trying to put that in. Right. Yeah, of course. Like, <clears throat> they're not going to run it for me cause they got to do their own shit or what, whatever the case is. Or like, you know, so I guess I could have somebody on the team do it. But, like, that's just more work for them, and it's just not fair. So, like, I would just do it. And it's, like, to some degree, like, I'd love to just be completely removed. Like, my friends from back home, like, my dudes Jacob and Duncan, like, Mm -hmm. they really don't, like, post anything to the point where it's, like, we're having conversations and we're, like, yo, like, certain people probably think that y'all are, you know, off the map, like, don't know what you guys are doing. So, like, they try and post here and there just to, like, show people that they're not dead like just because they're so far removed it's weird it's weird that you got to do that too like, yeah it is weird like, like it is weird like you feel sometimes i feel the need to like just post on instagram just because like oh it's been a while or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah they yeah. don't know like, what i'm up to yeah right which is i feel like that's an odd like concept of it yeah it's just it's just weird and i've all i also heard i i forget where yeah, i think it was on a podcast but the guy this guy was making a point on that where it's like, okay, think about, you know, <clears throat> 20, 30 kids you went to high school with. Assuming, you know, you don't go to college with them. Right. There's a lot of kids that I could tell you, and I think you guys would be the same, that you're not really, are they're not a part of your li- lives anymore. You know, you're in school, you're working, mm-hmm. and they have nothing to do with that. But you could you could tell me where they're working, what they're up to, and you're in a way via Instagram or whatever it is kind of investing in their lives where it's like, yeah, I could name a ton of kids that I haven't seen in, in a couple of years that, you know, got them on Instagram and I, I, Oh, they were just doing this. And it's like, that was not a worry. So that's just mm-hmm. added anxiety or added worry or added burden that, you know, once you were done with those kids, you know, maybe you see them back, you're back home and you see them and you're taught, you catch up. But if that's not the case, then it's just, you know, hope they're doing well. Right. Now yeah. it's like at any given time, you could, you could, you know, search them up and look what exactly, yeah, exactly, what, exactly what they're doing. Yeah. You could see what they're up to on LinkedIn and it's, it's odd, dude. Like it's very strange. When you, you when you really take yeah. a, like a kind of bird's eye view of it, it is weird. Weird is the best way to It's, just, we, it's yeah, just weird that you have to do that at all. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And, yeah. but one thing I have found and... I haven't really talked to anyone else about this, so I don't want to make some, you know, blanket statement about it, but B 
because now, you know, I got the, the like split and gaps, Instagram mm-hmm. and, you know, making, you know, content or doing whatever, you know, usually, uh, kind of around the episode that we we've done, mm-hmm. but you like, I'll get home from work and I'll hop on my laptop and I'll be on like Canva or something. And, and I'll make like a post about, you know, something that's happened or in the sports news or from the podcast, making a clip. Mm-hmm. But I have found that just getting and doing that will lead to you being more um giving more time to this other like your school because i mm-hmm. like i'm already on my lap like the hardest thing for me is after work getting my laptop out you know i'm trying to mm-hmm. i go eat shower maybe watch watch a show but once you get it out and you're you know i'm doing this and i'm like oh i got isidore open in the other tab i got you know my schoolwork up in the other tab i'll just knock that out real quick and so i do think that there's a level of overlap between doing something productive that might not be related to your work or your school mm-hmm. that will lend itself towards being more productive efficient that, and yeah. af- and productive within those other circles, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's definitely like a motivating Yeah, factor. it's motivating. Because yeah. once you get in that productive mode, you're just trying to stay in it. So you're like, okay, well, fuck it. I'm going to go do some homework. I now, feel like right? that's where my mentality is at sometimes where like you're just having a productive day or whatever. Yeah. Is, you know, you're just, you're just grinding. That's yeah. Just what and, it is. And it's, and I, I don't think a lot of people will acknowledge it, not in, you know, a greater sense, but on a day-to-day sense, will acknowledge mm-hmm. that after a day where you kind of, you know, wasted away and maybe you had one class and you're just laying around, you often won't acknowledge that you kind of feel like shit at the end of the day when you're going to bed. When you kind of, you know, ante up and you say, all right, I'm doing this today, I'm doing this, and you knock out a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. you're going to sleep way happier because right. you know yeah. that you just put on for 24 hours. You, you know what I good. mean? You feel good about yeah. yourself. Yeah, and it's it's all, it's all there. You know, it's it's there. You might not recognize that it's there, but, you know, I, I get it every time. If I'm, you know, play or, wa- you know, binge watch a show for a couple hours and I'm like, oh, I'll do my homework in the morning. When I wake up, it's like, dude, why didn't I just do that yesterday? I could have done it yesterday. It's not like I was, you know, splitting the atom all day yesterday trying to, you know, solve, you know, the climate crisis. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I'm doing none of that. So when you do have that productive day and you write that paper, you hit submit on Isidore and then you go to work or you eat healthy. Like, even the most minuscule things in the grand scheme of things will give you that comfortability when you're going to sleep at night yeah Yeah, it's crazy you bring that up something i've been super focused on lately is gut health i knew you was about to say yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, i've heard about that dude your happiness can be greatly impacted by your gut health like what you eat what you consume on a daily basis and my tiktok for you page lately has been like oddly enough it's been like how i'm not trying to get into political shit or whatever but like grocery stores you really should focus on like the ingredients that you eat like mm-hmm. even the the minimum whatever it is focus on that shit and what you consume because that ultimately energizes you throughout the day yeah, you know? yeah. and you yeah. got to eat i know it's hard in college you know there's days where you might not even eat you know till dinner or whatever yeah, yeah. Right. it is one hard. meal days it a is lot of it time. is tough yeah. just working around your schedule but it's t- it's a time investment yeah to but make you sure. know when you're consuming you know the right around amount of water and you're focusing on your gut health, which is what I've been focused on lately. It it is crazy for your mental health. No, it, it re- that re- it really I, does. I, work. I forget what the uh, 
you know, the numbers are, but I think like 50% of your serotonin is from your gut or something like that, which is just crazy, man. Like half wow. of it, like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's just crazy. So, you know, focusing on your gut health and just going about your day, just what you consume can make, have a great impact on your mental health. And I definitely agree with that. I think like, like first, first semester of this year or this school year, I was definitely like not eating anything like how I should be or whatnot. And, you know, now second semester that I'm like kind of more conscious about, I'm eating a lot way healthier, like healthier than I ever have. There is like still a whole lot of negative shit going on around me. But, like, I'm not as bothered by it or, like, I'm not really tweaking about it right. as much as I would have been, like... Stronger grasp. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like I'm, I'm like... More there's, more, like, there's more dopamine. Yeah. There's, you're you just know? chilling. Like, I'm... Whereas before, I'd probably be down, like, ah, oh, damn, this sucks or whatever the case may be. Now, it's just like, all right, that's... Yeah, you feel, you feel yeah. sluggish. Yeah, you feel you, sluggish and you're not... I'm not doing anything. I'm making music that reflects that or whatever the case is. Or I'm not, you know, I'm not even making music. Yeah. Now, I'm like... You know, I'm up after it. I'm, you know, making a really yeah. you know, healthy smoothie in the morning. I'm eating, he- like, like, healthy. you're waking up earlier. Yeah, you know? waking up earlier, like, doing shit. Like, and then it reflects in the music. I'm making more music. I'm, you know, getting more people in the studio trying to do stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, like, you know, there's still negative shit going on, like, all the time, obviously. But it's like, now, and even more so, like, even more negative shit, like, worse than it was before. But I'm not even anywhere near as bothered as I was about the stupid shit. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, and there's, you know, that could be a, yeah, it's a small difference. It's a small change, difference, but, but it it's makes the it bigger like, picture, yeah, bro. It's like, big, the big picture shit. Like, we're thinking big picture. There's like a lot of trickle down with Definitely. doing something like that. So I also, I saw there's a story about this guy that he got locked in one of those like refrigerated trucks. And, you know, that they keep, like, meat in or whatever, and and he couldn't get out. And he starts absolutely tweaking because he's like, dude, if I don't get out, I'm going to freeze to death. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And long story short, they, he gets the truck open, and this guy's dead. And the refri- it wasn't even on. So mm. basically what it was was when you're – he worried – he basically worried himself to death thinking that he you know your your mentality and your consciousness and you know you can make a lot of things feel you know you can take something and spin it to be either great yeah, or oh terrible yeah, right so yeah, yeah. he he was worrying so much and so anxious about the fact that he might die in here even though it was i guess what they said was it was like 41 degrees in there or something when they opened it up so no one is being you know we're not talking about frostbite. You're not talking about freezing to death. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not. This is above freezing. You know, it might be a little nippy, but mm-hmm. it's that idea of mentality and that idea of being able to kind of assert yourself in a situation instead of kind of reacting to it. And mm-hmm. to your point about you know uh, nutrition and gut health, I I kind of forgot where I was going earlier, but I was having some real ups and downs. And I was trying to figure out why, like I would have a day where I was so high and I was doing Mm -hmm. it. And then the next day, the complete opposite. And it was so weird to me. And I start getting these, these thoughts about, you know, why that is and, and being, you know, do I have this is, is something wrong. And I talked to my mom about it and she goes, you know, Charlie, I don't, I don't know for sure. You know, I'm no doctor, but I think a big 
reason that you might be feeling like this, and I know it certainly is not helping, is your diet. Yeah. And because I eat a lot of junk food, mm-hmm. um, you know, not too conscious about, you know, my my diet. And, you know, on the surface, if you're not knowledgeable in that, you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right, like, right, that, yeah. that doesn't ma- matter. But really, there's a lot that points to being uh, new, being having a nutritional kind of gauge and scale to where you know, you know, staying hydrated and getting your you know fruits and veggies and mm-hmm. all all that is you know childish as it may sound is a big key to being a very aware and a very healthy person, yeah. body and mind. Right. I never know? thought it, and then I tried it, and it was like, oh wait, I'm kind of seeing like definitely some sort of increase in like how I'm feeling but I'm like also I don't know how you guys feel but like I feel like I'm a person who like I find it very hard to have a middle ground like I'm either having like a I'm either feeling like really high highs or I'm feeling like when I'm like when it's a low like I'm out here like I'm out here like groveling in it or I'm like really letting it feel like I'm really feeling no my def my lows are definitely lows like yeah, where like, you're like yeah. why this why that yeah, you right know? you start where your thoughts are just like crazy super yeah. erratic where like if you can find a way to like control that as hard as that is you know where you're not thinking at um you know in terms of like why things happen or like the what ifs you know mm. like i'm a big you know me yeah I'm a big right what if exactly guy. Like, i'm yeah. always thinking about there's if a, you can, there's if a you can control that and just yeah. and just take you know, your challenges, your experiences, you know, whatever experience it is, it could be bad, it could be good, you know? But the thing about it is you just, if you could take something away from it and focus on, you know, whatever it is that made you better, I feel like that's where, like, your mentality can change. That's you know? when you elevate. A lot of yeah. people want to focus on the bad, you know? Why did this happen to me? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, where you could be like, oh, that happened to me so that I could do this, you know? Yeah. So. I do that too. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people where I'm always... Like, my mom will tell me all the time that I'm, like, I'm, like, acting like the world is out to get me. Because mm-hmm. it's easy to fall into yeah, that. Right. You know it what I mean? you put the chip yeah. on your shoulder, you're like, all right, this, this type of shit only has happened to me. Like, why the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, you know, this right, isn't yeah. happening to somebody else. Exactly. This is really yeah, bad. Chuck, like, that's the fallacy. You use the word victim. I think something that people really struggle with is having a victim mentality where, you know, you want to find the first thing that why goes me, against. Literally. Yeah, it goes yeah. against you. Mm-hmm. Where you got to go away from that that's yeah. I, david goggins talks about that yeah you know having a vic you don't want to be surrounded by people that have victim mentalities. and it's like you know at the end of the day no one fucking cares right yeah about about yeah. it you know exactly and, you take and, it on the chin and you move on yeah exactly and and you grow from that and getting to your point about finding that thing that kind of gets you back so i have like a little thing that i've just found to be helpful for me mm-hmm. and Obviously, this will this will deviate from person to person, but it's it's less about my personal one and more about just having that mechanism as a whole. Where maybe it's you know you get a big glass of water and you sit down and you take a deep breath. Maybe right. it's a, for me if I'm you know having the what ifs or if I'm mm-hmm. like kind of tweaking about something. Literally, it's just I bless myself mm-hmm. and and it just makes me feel more comfortable. And I'm like, you know what, I'm back. And, you know, I, maybe I like kiss my, you know, miraculous medal or whatever it is. And I'm just like, you know what, everything's going to be all right. And another point, what kind of Sam was making where you, you have control over how you take 
you know, an yeah, experience. You react, yeah. And I had this thought of a couple of years back about, I think most people would agree that in the phrase, everything happens for a reason. 100%. And I, I kind of wanted to look deeper into that. And I was just thinking one night, well, I don't know that everyone understands that because let's say, let's say you lose your dad and your dad leaves you a huge inheritance. Mm-hmm. This is just, you know, some hypothetical, but you get some huge inheritance from your dad and you go on to start a business mm-hmm. and it's extremely successful with that money. So then you might, you might be, you know what, everything happens for a reason. Like, you know, I lost my dad, but you know, he'd be proud and I did this. Well, on the flip side, it's like, maybe that whole time you're just, you know, I, I can't do this without my dad. Like he was Mm -hmm. my rock and you tweak about it and you fall into a depression Mm -hmm. and the same thing happened, but because of how you reacted to it, Mm -hmm. like you decide what the re what the reason was, like everything happens for a reason. You make the determination Mm -hmm. of the, what the reason is, you know, what happened is objective. It happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like that happened, but you could take it as, well, maybe that, you know, there's a lot of reasons you pick Mm -hmm. a positive one and you roll with that. And then it's a, it's an innately good thing because you turn it into a positive because you, you really, even though it makes it seem like you don't have control by saying, you know, everything happens for a reason you do because you control why, what the reason is, you know, I could decide that, you know, I'm just, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, start taking drugs or, or just drink a ton because this happened to me, or you could learn from it and do that. And then that becomes your reason. So to that, I do believe in that, but you do have this sort of control over the reason, you know what I mean? And, and you see a lot of, a lot of people that have gone through, you know, terrible things or experienced this and that's happened and you let it define you. And some of my mom always says, like, you are the decisions you make, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you could tell me you're something else or you're this. Oh, I'm really a nice guy. Well, you're a dickhead all the time. You know what I mean? So you're not, you're really, are you? If you're deciding to be mean to people. And those actions will speak louder. Exactly. So you can control the reason and, you know, say you, I want to maybe cater this more towards, you know, like if we're talking college, like you bomb a, a class, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you start realizing, you go, fuck it, man, man. Maybe this school thing isn't for me, right? That's one of the reasons. Or you go, well, maybe this isn't, you know, what I should be studying, you know, because if this was something I like, then what would you do? You would engage and you would apply mm-hmm. yourself. And then you switch your major and you find something you really want to do. And then you go from there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So there's yeah. this there's this duality between a lot of the reasons, because a lot of them are good and bad. They're a dichotomy. You can either go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in between. And, you know, not everything that happens is going to result in something great or something terrible. Right. You know, most things there's, lie. There's a gray area. Most things in this world lie in between, you know, yeah. black and white and right. night and day. But just having that mentality that whatever happens, you can, you have the power to make it a positive. Yeah. And you, I, yeah. You're going to see whatever you're, like like back to what I was saying before like if you're in a po- if you're in a positive mindset and you're like being the flies version of yourself you're going to attract shit that is like that 
Like you're gonna see, you're gonna be like manifestation. Like, like exactly. Like I've I've been feeling really good recently, and like I'm uh, we hit we hit the music video shoot. We're doing a podcast. I'm making music. I got moves lined up for the next like two months with the music shit, like mm -hmm. all that stuff. And it's like things keep, you know, opportunities start falling down. It's all in the same line. Things feel like it's aligning. I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, like if I was just sitting here and like you know tweaking about all the negative shit that was going on or is going on like in my life. Then I'd be seeing negative shit, or I'd be like, be you know, constant negative. Yeah, I'd be up. making music that was negative, and I, then it would be like, okay, like maybe, maybe I'm not feeling up to going out to do the video shoot. Maybe I don't feel like I'm gonna put the bread up for that because I I'm not confident in the music anymore because it's about all this negative shit. And like, I, it's you know, and there's just there's a time and place. Like I use my music to, you know, vent about how I feel, and there, but there's like a there's like a line. I feel like that I can't cross in terms of being like certain times, like it's good to get real personal, but other times it's not. And like, I use music regardless as a way to like release stuff. So like, it's like a journal for me. Like right. I'm, I'm going to go make a song about expression. Yeah. Things that happen. That song might never come out and you know, maybe I'll change stuff around because it's too, too much or whatever the case is. But like, for me, I feel really good about it when, when I come out, when, you know, something happens in my life and I can go, right downstairs into the studio and make a song and it's like oh wow like now i have a piece of art that maybe it'll never drop and most of i have more unreleased songs than i can count right yeah and then what comes out because a lot of the shit will never come out right but it's it's dope that i have it and it's like okay i was here and this is where i was at in that mind space but it's also good to like kind of circling it back when something happens like you should feel it and then do your best to just get back in that fly you know, positive mindset. Because if you sit there for too long and you're like, because what I like to do is I like to brew over stuff. I over, Pat will tell you I'm the biggest overanalyzer. I'm thinking of like, you know, 70 different ways that a certain scenario can go. What could I have done differently? Or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like I'm out here like really like going through the statistics and I'm, I'm crunching numbers in my head like at a high rate. And it's like it you know, distracts you from being in the present. Mm -hmm. So the best thing you can do and it eats away at time. Yeah, it, time. There's so much time that was just, it's just wasted. Like, cause you're just sitting there and you're like, yeah, you know, you're not, it's not deterring you from doing the major stuff, but the, the in between the minutia of your day is caught up like tweaking. And it's like, wow, like I could have been sitting here like doing what I'm doing now. Like I'm locked in, like I'm making music, you know, all day, every yeah. day. And you know, my class schedule allows for that. And like, you know, I'm, I'm focused on it, but like, I don't know how where I was even going with that, but like, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, and I think going back to like, you know, expression yeah. and journaling and music and just what we're doing right now. I since humans have been around, however long that is, the oldest thing that we still to do to this day. The only difference is we have different ways of doing it. Is storytelling. Mm -hmm. Storytelling is the oldest damn near the oldest tradition we have as a people. And I think it is so, and you know, we're English majors and yeah. that's what we do. And that's yep. why I love doing, doing this here with the podcast. And, and it's about storytelling because mm -hmm. you are, I mean, you, you make the decision whether or not you want to engage with that story. You know, you, you obviously have times where you're not really tuned into what someone's saying or, or you're not, you're taking it with a grain of salt. But just from what we've been doing for the last hour, we've told countless stories. And mm -hmm. now I know countless more about your mindset and your mindset and what you do on a daily basis and what you do. Mm -hmm. And it's 
it's all things to use, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, it's almost like there's, you know, the old age old adage, there's no such thing as a stupid question that teachers used to say to you because they want you to ask to be sure. Mm -hmm. I don't think if someone's being genuine, there's no such thing as a, as a bad story. You know, someone, someone might, you know, not tell it, you know, in a engaging way, but if it's real, real. if there's emotion behind it and there's actual, you know, expression and it you can tell it it means something to that person and it means something then it should mean to you that it's important and it means something that they're sharing it with you and that will help that helps everyone grow and i think that's another thing with social media where you're when you're just interacting with these people you don't know and these like influencers there's no give back right you're hearing them and you're not giving back so there's this level of, you know, hierarchy in that where you almost feel like they're better than you because you're hearing what they have to say. They're not listening to you. Mm-hmm. And so that's almost an inferiority thing that comes of it. Mm-hmm. But when you're spending your time talking with your boys or, you know, telling them about something that happened that day, even if it's just some little thing, it, there's always a takeaway and there's always something that can be learned from it. And I think what we're doing just here is great. And I think if just you made this point about having that chip on your shoulder to keep mm-hmm. making music because there's someone that's listening to your music every day yeah. and, you, and you owe it to that person, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like, yeah, if just one person listens to this and it happens to be, you know, a freshman in college somewhere, mm-hmm. I think they, I think if they really, if they really tapped in and, and listened to it and just even they're, you know, I listen to podcasts mostly when I'm at work mm-hmm. And if they just tune in and they're just even half paying attention, there's a lot to take away. And there's a lot of, especially when we're being candid like this and being organic. And I think that's a really important part of whether it's music, whether it's sharing things, whether it's a podcast, whether Mm -hmm. you're writing a a story or some form of expression. Yes. Any form of expression is so much better than just scrolling. Right. I think an artist that's, does an amazing job of doing that is Kid Cudi. He's one of, I'm biased on that. For sure. From Cleveland. For sure. Um, and he's my, one of I my. I was thinking about him earlier when he was talking about, I was thinking about yeah, the song right. These Worries. Right, yeah, These right. These are heavy. They rest I'm on my he shoulders. He just, dude, mm-hmm. he talks, uh, he's so genuine. The way he talks about shit in his music, bro. Like he went through some real ass shit. He's feeling emotions that at normal people feel, you know, not just, you know, celebrities. celebrities yeah. yeah. It's like they're on a higher status, like and, you, you said. You and know? he's one of these, one of these guys where if you're looking through a Kid Cudi, like YouTube video, the comment section, mm-hmm. you will see his the impact. He right. Yeah, oh, he, kids yeah. are talking about yeah. he saved their life. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he he allowed them to do this, and there's so much saturation in the music industry with with bullshit lyrics and. And people rap about that money it's hard and, and you it's know, like, oh, like, well, he money, was a, he, drugs, yeah. girls, like, yeah, sick, bro. There's like, a, there's actually a very, an iconic video of him. It was an interview, and he literally was talking about that. And he was like, he was like, fuck all your cars, fuck all your jewelry, yeah, fuck it. all the bitches, fuck all the Dude, money he's that doing you got. Whatever he wants now he's, too. He's doing he his like, own artist yeah, stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he's going about. Yeah. His sh- he's not letting the industry change. No, he him. does his own, and he made it cool. He made it cool to like, like he. Before that, it was things. yeah. There was a like stick. There, yeah, you you would hear rap and hip hop, and it would be like all oh, like you know like this like basically similar to social media. It's like high high notes, like talking about we're getting bitches, we're you know getting money, money like yeah. we're get we're do we're posted at the crib or whatever. And then he comes in here and he's rapping about like real or not like we're doing what singing rapping about real shit. 
and like, you know, the emotions that, you know, people go through but don't really want to talk about. And it changed this, the whole thing. Like it changed the yeah, whole. He, then you have people coming up and it's like now that's all they talk about. And you have and it's just big, influential people. And he changed that whole scene. That's why he's crazy. Like that's when he's one of the goats for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, I think that's a good place to leave it, honestly. And um, I love this conversation because it's it's really cool to have these conversations. Right. Getting back to what it's not cool to avoid, you know, getting down and dirty with how you're feeling and and what you're doing and and things that have happened. And uh I really appreciate you guys coming on, and I had I had a lot of fun, and I take a lot away from this. And yeah, um, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah of course. Sure. First first podcast. Yeah, yeah this is dope, podcast. man. Yeah, and uh, I had a lot of fun. We should do it again, huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm with that. All right, um, this was Sam 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 Sounds and Pat Gray. Um, great conversation, and we'll be back tomorrow with episode eight of the Splitting Gaps podcast. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Take care.